All right. So today we have on the podcast, Jessica Terrier. How are you doing, Jess? Good. Thank you for having me. How are you? I am good. Doing well. I know uh, you just finished up a competition season, right? So we're going to dive into that, dive into the overall experience. You got to come to the U.S. and, and whatnot. Um, and then we're also going to just touch on some of the, we did the female roundtable about a year ago, touched on some, uh, like, you know, it's not, I mean, it's not specifically always just like women, but we, we've acknowledged that in general, body image issues and whatnot are more common in female populations. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and specifically with you, how that would factor in reversing out of a diet because you were obviously extremely lean, uh, much leaner than your last competition season. And so, you know, I'd be curious to see how, how it's been affecting you so far. Um, so that's probably a good jumping off part. So what was the biggest difference between this season and last season? Because you obviously got much leaner this time. Yeah, better approach, better experience as well. Um, I guess the first season is just a trial and error just to see how fast you can lose and what's your rate of loss and how fast your metabolism is adapting, which for me is freaking fast, unfortunately. So I have to dig a lot to actually get lean. And I will say, even though my upper body was shredded at Worlds, which was probably my leanest, um, my lower body was still not coming in. And my upper body had like, I had striations on my delts, which they don't want for bikini in, in natural mm. federation. So I was too lean uh, for the, the criteria of the category in the, for the WNBF. Um, Is that like but my lower body? specify? They actually say like, yeah. they don't want that? Really? Yeah, for anything above bikini, so figure, um, yeah, figure, fit body, and obviously women's bodybuilding, you can have striations. It's even encouraged, but for bikini, they want a softer look. Uh, so my lower body was just not coming in. So we had to push for my lower body to come in, but it meant that my upper body got crazy shredded and wow. that was not great. Like I had ab veins on stage and they were popping under the stage lights and obviously that marked me down because mm -hmm. they don't want to see that but that's just the reality of me having to lean up for the stage if i want my lower body to match my upper body leanness i have to get crazy shredding on top which is unfortunate so i'm probably going to make the switch to figure in natural uh, natural federation so i can actually get shredded and not get marked down for striations or vascularity or things like that for bikini Interesting. Um, and, well, I was also going to comment sorry. real quick because for people who maybe didn't see the first one, we should probably give you more of an introduction. So you are a revised stronger coach, right? Uh, probably good to, to put that out there if anybody's not familiar. Um, and so obviously you have some great guidance in your corner, right? Which I don't remember if you were getting coached by them the first year. I mean, obviously, even if you were, you still have that increased experience personally as well. Um, but for people who don't know, obviously Jess is a coach here. So yeah, I'm, I'm a coach for Revive Stronger. I have been for the past couple of years now. And Steve, uh, who's the founder of Revive Stronger, and people listening probably know Steve anyway. Mm -hmm. um, Steve has been my coach for three years and a half, nearly four years. And actually, uh, I'm not working with him anymore as a coach. Obviously, I'm still working for Revive. But uh, after my season, I decided to go like to just do my off season on my own. Mm -hmm. uh, but he's been he's been working with me for three and a half years. So I did my first competitive season with him. Then I did my recovery with him. And then I did this season with him again. Like I, I never stopped working with him for the past three and a half years. 
Um, so yeah, that, that was definitely good to have him in my corner, especially because when you work with someone for so long, they just know you by heart. Like he knows me probably better than I know myself. And he can have this objective eye that I don't have anymore when I'm deep in prep where I'm like, I think I'm still too fat. I need to like double down on cardio. And he's like, you're crazy because you're like, you have ab veins and like, you're going to lose muscle mass if we keep pushing like that. Mm. So it's been good to have him in, in my corner, but yeah, the, the main difference between the first season and the second season was definitely just, you know, experience in dieting and finding out what works for me and what doesn't work and having a longer approach even in the first season, because I started dieting for last year's prep on January 3rd. And I stepped on stage at worlds on November 20th. Um, so 11, 11 months of prep nearly. So it was wow. a long prep and I've had very little maintenance calorie days, uh, very little refeeds, very little longer periods of uh, refeeding. So it's been a pretty consistent deficit throughout the year. So it was a long prep. I lost 25 pounds from the beginning to the end uh, from the, the first day of prep to like my stepping on stage for worlds. So it's been, yeah, it's been a, a digging one again. Uh, so I hope next will be a little bit easier and you just learn along the way anyway. So even if it's the second one, I'm still like kind of a newbie in competing. So I still have a lot to learn. And obviously now I'm going to get like a massive improvement season in, I'm going to take my time to recover and then grow um, because I have been chronically dieting for the past three years now from that yeah. first prep in 2019. So I need some time off. I need to get my, my period back. I need to get my hormones back to normal and just, just not die for a while because even mentally, like dieting for me is not an issue. You get hungry, but it's more the lethargic aspect of prep that gets me. Um, but you know, eating more, it's definitely good. <laughs> it feels freaking good. Yeah. So calorie wise, what did you get down to at like the very lowest? And then what are you back up to now? I was on 1200 calories, 12 to 13, closer to 1300 calories for three, three months, probably before worlds. So the last 12 weeks of prep. Um, and I am now on, I have absolutely no idea because I haven't been tracking for mm. two weeks now. So I want to say I want to ballpark to like about 2,400. So I about doubled my intake mm. from yeah. worlds. Yeah. Uh, well, I got to worlds reversing into the show. So my calories were close to maintenance uh, the last couple of weeks before stepping on stage. But yeah, I, I'm definitely eating more now. Um, so if I needed to ballpark, I would say 23, 2400 calories. How is your weight as far as compared to competing? So I didn't weigh myself in Vegas because I didn't take my scale with me before flying to Vegas, which was like three days before the show. I was 53 kilos and I weighed in this morning at 56.6 kilos. So that's three, three, three-ish kilos. Yeah. Um, and that's just this morning's weigh-in. I haven't weighed in for two weeks because I was at my mom's for the holidays and I didn't take my scale with me. So that's just one weigh-in. Like it can be water from traveling yesterday. So sure. I'm going to wait until I have like a full week's worth of data to make a proper average. But I would say I'm probably going to be like three, four kilos up from stage weight. Uh, and worlds were nearly two months ago. So it's been... 
on the slower, I want to say, yeah, maybe slower side of like rate of gain you want to have per yeah. show. But I'm also eating quite intuitively right now. And what I'm eating is just perfect for me. And I'm not feeling too hungry. Uh, hunger and fullness cues are pretty much back to normal, which is fantastic after a year of dieting. Um, so I'm not pushing things. I've started my improvement season today. I just trained my first leg session for the improvement season. So if I see my weight stagnating or dropping a little, I'll probably increase a little bit my carb intake. But other than that, I don't even think I want to be tracking again for a while. I'm just going to be tracking my body weight just to see if it's improving or not. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that's really not that much weight gain. And I, especially if you're not even tracking right now, I, th I think that's awesome. I also think it's important for people to hear that, like, you know, you're down to 1200, 1300 calories, because I do think that people are, you know, like, like, I think it's great that people are wanting to do things healthier. They're not wanting people to crash diet and that's great. But I have come across a number of women and, and men, you know, just on a different scale saying like, oh, this is ridiculous. Like a coach has me eating below 1800 calories or this. And it's like, you know, you're a 140 pound woman who's been dieting for months. Like you're trying to get shredded. You're going to have to have very low calories. I mean, for me to even get sub 10% as an active 185 pound male who's lifting regularly, all that stuff. I mean, I have to get to like 1800 calories with like the occasional refeed. So if you're like two thirds my size, what do you think you're going to be eating? Yeah, I, that's a very important point. I, I get a lot of questions about my calorie intake because I'm 5'7", um, so I'm quite tall. So people assume that because I'm taller and I started prep like on, a, on the heavier side of the weigh-in thing, I get to eat more, but no, uh, it's quite the opposite. I know females are, are lighter than me and shorter than me that can get away with eating three, 400 more calories in me on prep and do no cardio. And I was doing 45 minutes of list per day and 13,000 uh, 13, to 15,000 steps per day. So wow. yeah, it's a lot. It, you have to dig. And I guess it's not even like a throwing myself a PD party thing. It's just, you have to understand that if you want to get to that level of leanness, that's what it requires. And even for enhanced people, it's not just because we're natural. I see people like John Jurett's wife, Renee, she is very muscular and she had to get down under a thousand calories for the last part of prep to get really her lower body to come in. That's what you have to do. That's what, where you have to get. And I think more people need to understand that it doesn't mean that it's bad coaching. If you've been working for a while with your coach and they know what you can take and they know you have to get there, that's what you have to do. And it's, it's not like, obviously it's for prep. It's different. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend doing that to like gen pop clients who just like want to lose weight. Right. Even though being a bit aggressive is not a bad thing in my opinion as well, but you know, that's, that's a bit extreme, but bodybuilding <laughs> is an extreme sport. Like you have to know that before you actually start prep. One thing that I, that I find very interesting about that is just how, variable it is genetically like you would think it's just at least on like body size and whatnot like but like you said uh the, the woman who you mentioned is very muscular or even if you look at like steve hall versus like an eric helms right like they're actually eric is is a little bit bigger in terms of overall weight right i mean he, he competes like 15 pounds heavier than steve 
but he'll tell you how dramatically low his, his calories get, right? And while there is a correlation on average across the population with more lean body mass leading to higher metabolic rate, the variation between individuals is shocking. And I've seen women who can eat more than I can and still get pretty lean and, and just like, you know, you, you see the whole spectrum. So it's very interesting. Yeah. And that's, again, why it's so important to individualize and not compare yourself to other. If you, if you play the comparison game, especially on prep, if you go on like social media and you look at what people are doing, eating, how they're training, what cardio they're doing, like you have to remember that people display what they want on social media and maybe they're lying, which like wouldn't be unseen and unheard of um and you have to remember that it's wildly individual and like you have to work with yourself that's what it is yeah for sure uh so how have, i mean you seem like psychologically like you're doing well how have you been feeling mentally coming out of the show this time compared to last time and, and if you are doing well with it what do you think is attributed to that yeah m- much different uh the first post show I was trying so hard to stay lean because I was going, I was in Australia and I had like a vacation booked after. So I was going to be on the beach all the time. And Mm -hmm. I really wanted to stay as lean as I could. Uh, And that just hurt me in the long run because I was keeping up with my cardio. I was still training hard, but obviously it really impaired my recovery. And even mentally, if you try to stay lean post-show and you just drag this for a long time, it's going to be impossible to get out of that mindset after a certain amount of time. And this time around, I really focused on recovering first because I was completely burnt out after three years of like dieting, mostly like the the three past years. So I was like, I need enough season. I need to pause whatever I'm doing because this is not good for me mentally, physically, physiologically. Um, and I'm also, I guess, more experienced with body image and my own, my awareness of my own body image. And I'm feeling much more comfortable gaining body fat post-show because I know that it's not going to be there all the time. I know that I need it physiologically to recover, even if psychologically it's a little harder post-show because you, you see yourself super shredded even like the first couple of weeks post show like because you get all the carbs and you get crazy pumps in the gym you get some crazy vascularity it's really hard to come off of that but i guess it's about your values and my my values right now i try to stay aligned with them and i try to keep the goal the goal i really try to focus on recovering mentally and physically and i know that i need to be in a surplus i need to know i need to gain back body fat because I, the reality is that I haven't had a period in a year and wow. that's not healthy for a female. And, you know, even in the research, like some females, like you take them six to 12 months to recover their menstrual cycle. So it can take a while, but you have to do the work to actually recover. And if you want to have an optimal off season, if you want to improve your physique, you have to start your improvement season from a recovered physique from a recovered perspective if you're not recovered you're just going to shoot yourself in the foot and it's going to it's going to bite you in the ass longer term which is not great so yeah for me it's like i want to improve i want to maybe jump into the next category so i need to get big and to get big i need to train hard and to train hard and grow muscle i need to be recovered i need to gain body fat 
it's it's just like yeah keeping the goal the goal and be like it's an improvement season i'm not in prep anymore it's not a dieting contest i need to gain muscle and i guess i look at my i look at my stage pictures and i'm not super happy with the muscle mass that i have because i thought i had more my mm-hmm. upper body i'm like pretty happy with it my lower body i'm like well i guess my glutes were like mostly fat and not muscle and you know, you have, you have to, to swallow the hard pill because sometimes you just look at the pictures and the pictures are not lying to me. It's like, yeah, like you lost a lot of glute mass throughout prep. And that means one thing, I didn't have that much muscle mass to begin with. Um, so I know what I need well, to I was going to say, on. could it be that you've also just like, you mentioned, oh, well, maybe it was a lot of fat mass. And I guess it's a combination of probably more than you realized was fat mass. But then I also wonder how much actual muscle mass was lost there. Because I agree. I mean, looking at your off season pictures, I mean, your lower body, I would say is pretty developed. And obviously, a decent amount of that is fat. But it is it's actually I mean, not just you, it's very surprising to me when I see a lot of women dieted down and just how much they lose from like, you know, what would be an Instagram butt, right to basically being, you know, pretty skinny. Um, and, And it's interesting to see how much can be lost there. Yeah, I guess that's why I really want to recover to be able to grow because I find myself being pretty stringy on stage, just just very skinny. And I didn't like that. I like the leanness and I like the discipline and the work you have to put in to get there because that's a great lesson. And I really enjoy the process, even though it's hard. But yeah, I mean, the end result, I, I placed third at worlds in my category which isn't bad like Mm. it's still very good and i made it to worlds which was my like goal so i had no expectations of placing i placed fantastic but it's really like me versus myself and i look at myself from what i try to i try to have an objective point of view and i'm like i'm not happy with what i'm seeing i'm happy with some things obviously i'm not just disgusted by what i see right. but <laughs> i know whatever i have to work on and i'm like ready to work on that so yeah i guess the whole process is what is making this transition into my off season easier getting body fat because i just know that i need to do that in order to improve and that's what bodybuilding is like you should be spending more time in a surplus trying to improve your physique rather than just dieting because dieting is sometimes painful but it's pretty straightforward like if you're not losing anymore after a couple of weeks you just drop calories increase cardio and you keep doing that and that's it growing muscles take much more time and effort and dedication and discipline and yeah that's 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 going to be fun though yeah yeah so one of the other things i spoke with the other jess about is you know again more of like a gen pop situation the difference in confidence between being heavier versus lighter, and, and obviously there's going to be a lot of uh, you know variation there between individuals, but uh, I, I've heard a number of women say that as they, I think it's uh, there's also an acceptance to it. It's like once they accepted being a little bit higher in body fat, they found a way to be confident in it. Um, I, I think a focus on strength in the gym and, and find that progress. So, I mean, one, do you relate to that? But then two, what have you found helpful to get women into the mindset of, okay, this idea of just being lean all the time is not going to work. But if you can shift it to not, hey, just more fat is better, but that added fat will allow you to hit strength goals, maybe, you know, have curves that you've always wanted, you know, that kind of mindset. Yeah. Um, wait, what was the first question? 
I'm going to go um, just if you relate to that or if you still find that you you prefer being lean and then to like if you do relate to it like what helped you get to that point I can definitely relate to that um I I I like being lean just because like you get to see definition, you get to see your abs, you get to see vascularity, which I really enjoy even on myself. Um, but I really much prefer myself in my off season body because I have much like shape and curves and it's just a better looking like overall thicker look that I enjoy that it's just my preference. Um, and I just find myself very skinny towards the end of prep and I really don't enjoy that. And, your clothes are not fitting. Everything's just falling off of you. Like it's, it's not great. Like you get to have abs and striations and whatnot, but it's really not that great. Yeah. Uh, and you feel everything hurts. You sit on a chair for too long and your, your butt hurts. You, you like bruise yourself and it's like 10 times what it would be if you had a little bit more cushion there. Right. Um, so I do, I do prefer my off season body and it's easier for me to transition into my off season because I prefer the curves realistically i also know that my body puts body fat back back body fat back in my midsection first so i know that my abs are not going to be there for a long time after i stop dieting and i just made peace with that because i know it's really unrealistic for me to try to think about keeping my abs in my off season I would love to have the ratios of like having my off-season glutes with my in-season abs, but <laughs> sure. I mean, everybody would want that like tiny waist, broad shoulders, right. big glutes and legs. Like everybody's dreaming of that. Realistically, if it's not your genetic, like you're not going to get there. Will it improve over time by body recovering a little each year? Yes. Will it get to like the point you want to get? Never. So mm-hmm. I think thinking in terms of like being rational with myself i'm like hey the abs are going to be gone anyway so i might as well just focus on getting stronger in the gym and improving my physique and improving my health markers because that's what matters as well and i think that's what i help clients with as well when they are when they're struggling with gaining weight in their off season or where we have to push past the, their comfort comfort zone and I'm like, if you really want to grow, you know, you have to push. And obviously we're trying to mitigate gaining too much fat versus gaining muscle, but you have to remember that it comes with it. And I guess it comes through a lot of education and just making them understand that physiologically, if you want to grow, the body fat is going to, it's going to get there. Like you, it's going to get in the higher percentage of like where you probably want it to be. And that's okay. And that's the case for everybody. And again, don't play the comparison game because we all have different genetic cards to play with. And I have athletes, like even in their off season, their flat, their stomach get like stay flat. They they have almost like, like you can see their abs and they have off season glutes and legs. It looks beautiful. It's very pleasing for me to see that, but I know that's not my reality. So I guess the, the tip that I would give people or like females or even males struggling to gain body fat is like, you have to be rational with yourself and you have to just not compare yourself to others and work with what you have. And, you know, you're not going to make magic moves there. Uh, and if you gain your body fat there and there or there, like that's just the reality of it. But if you want to improve, you have to remember that's what you have to go through. Yeah. Do you find, and, and this is probably a good thing to wrap up on, 
we're talking about those people who go from very lean or, you know, chronically try to stay lean to gaining. What do you think about the people who have, you could say either a healthy body image now, or they struggle to finally get to a healthy body image and they're a little, you know, they're higher body fat and they want to get lean. Do you caution those people and say like, this might be a rabbit hole you don't want to go down because it can open up a lot of issues? Or do you try to just stay encouraging and just help them get there the best way possible? I'm going to give you the it depends answer, but it really depends on the person and how long I've been working with them and their background in terms of like maybe disordered eating or body image issues. Um, I'm always very cautious. I tell them, hey, this probably, like it depends on their goals as well. Like why do you really want to get down in body fat? Why do you want to get lean? If it's just to maybe prime yourself for more improvement in your physique in the future while not getting too fat. That's absolutely fair. Uh, if it's just because you, you just want to get lean to get lean. Um, I'm going to need a little bit more convincing from those people to actually get them there. Not that it's unhealthy to go down in body fat, obviously, but you know, it's like, there's, there's a difference between for a female is getting like between like, 15 and 20 percent body fat if they start like 25 to like wanting to get super shredded even if they especially if they don't have any stage goals like if you don't want to step on stage you have literally no business ever getting under 10 percent or even 12 13 percent because you're going to be shredded for no reason you're going to hurt your health for no reason and for me it's just not worth it so I don't even want to prep people who are not ready to prep and I screen them so heavily and I deter more people than I can actually get on board with uh, prep because I just don't want people to get there and get hurt. Like, and I guess that's where you are at as a coach ethically. Some people will just do it for the money and be like, yeah, sure. I can get you on stage, uh, but they don't do any psychological screening, which is for me, harmful um i do prefer to deter people and wait till they're actually ready or maybe go through like a couple of seasons with them before maybe a first dieting phase and to see if it's successful um so yeah it, it really depends on the person but more often than not i would be very very cautious with people who want to get lean just to get lean yeah for sure for sure well just i think that's a great way to wrap it up here and for people who do want to get shredded or do you want to gain muscle in the off season? Where can they contact you? Instagram, uh, Instagram team revive stronger or revive stronger or Jess Dalvish, which is my handle on Instagram. All three accounts work. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all on Instagram now. All right. Sounds good.